Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is TTS Thursday number 10. Today's topic is on swim video analysis and how you can do it yourself if you have the right equipment and uh, you put in some time to just learn the ropes of this particular skill. Before we get into that, big thanks to our sponsors. First, we have Senate that create a swim training bench that you can use to complement your pool swimming and your open water swimming. It is an inflatable bench that gives you an instability element so that you can simulate uh, the core activation that is needed in swimming. And it also puts you, of course, in a face down position, just like normal swimming, compared to regular stretch cord exercise where you would be standing up and putting a lot of strain through your posterior chain and not at all uh, mimicking the actual position of your body in the water. In addition to using the Senate Swim Trainer as an adjunct to your normal swim training, it is great for doing some specific workouts like doing swim bike brick workouts, which are very difficult to do otherwise. So you can do a high-intensity Senate set before getting on a race-specific bike workout, for example, to just simulate the effect on your bike of having done a hard swim before that. You can get 20% off your Senate Swim Trainer, which, by the way, is pretty cheap. It's similar to a pair of, of running shoes on senateswimtrainer.com forward slash TTS. And thank you to Roka. Roka are the world leading manufacturers of wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses. In the eyewear category, Roka are making huge strides and are becoming a dominant uh, player. And some of the features that have led them to get to this position is uh, all of the great innovations that they've brought to the eyewear category. Things like their ultra lightweight frames, the adjustable features of all of their glasses, the Geeko anti-slip technology. Your glasses will never fall off your face no matter how hard you try. Uh, also, when you buy the glasses online, you have uh, cool things like virtual try-on options Options, and you can even do an online vision test to update your prescription in just a short amount of time from the comfort of your own home. Uh, prescription glasses are only available in the US, but for people elsewhere, Roka have a fantastic lineup of non-prescription sunglasses from casual to performance. So check all of them out as well, of course, as their wetsuit and trisuit ranges and all of that. You can get 20% off your Roka order with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. And uh, one more piece of housekeeping before we get into the episode. If you are a long-time listener of the podcast and you like what you're hearing and you haven't already leave, left a rating and a review, it would be really, really appreciated if you could do that because it helps the podcast uh, stay, uh, keep growing and stay sustainable. So uh, please do that if you have a couple of minutes. It helps a lot. Now let's get into today's topic, swim video analysis. What we'll talk about today is uh, first and foremost why to do swim video analysis. Then we'll discuss the equipment and tools that you'll need to do this. Then move on to discussing the actual process of shooting the videos to get the right sort of, uh, of angles that you want for analyzing them properly. And then that is the next item on the list, how to analyze the videos. I will also discuss alternative options because the main options with equipments and tools that I will discuss uh, include GoPro cameras or at least similar cameras to that. But there are alternative options like phone only options that you can use. So we'll discuss a bit around that and we'll discuss how often you might want to do swim video analysis and that is basically it so let's start with why swim video analysis is important swimming is as you know a very very technical sport 
And uh, it's not enough to just work a lot and work hard unless maybe you grew up a swimmer and you have that really, really excellent technical foundation from a young age, from your background. But for most of us, that is not the reality. At a certain point, you probably get to a position where you really can get only very minor improvements with with fitness alone and and technique is a rate limiting factor so to say but the problem is that knowing what your limitations are in terms of technique is quite difficult even if you have a coach on deck looking at you specifically it isn't possible for the coach to see exactly what goes on underneath the water Uh, the coach can tell you about things like your body position and your head position and what happens when you're breathing at least some other things might be happening when you're taking a breath but it's not possible to say what's going on with the stroke in the underwater part of it which is the one that propels you forward so that's the important part what what happens above the water really isn't so important in terms of what your arms are doing and uh, and then of course the fact is that most people do not have a coach on deck so even if they could tell you then it doesn't it doesn't really help much if you don't have one even if you go to a squad to swim regularly then uh, the, the coach typically has a limited a limited ability because there are so many people in the squad to give individual technical feedback and they have to they have to keep track on of send off times and and time people coming in for their sets and and so on so so it's not a swim, a swim squad is not uh, a situation where you typically get a lot of technical feedback so the best solution to find your individual limitations from a technical point of view in swimming is to do video analysis now I'm a really big fan of going to a great coach with lots of knowledge in the swim video analysis and having them film you and getting feedback from them. But uh, this is, of course, a very personalized service that uh, takes quite a bit of time and of, and it takes a lot of expertise uh, to have gotten to the point where they can do that service to an expert level. Uh, and this, of course, comes at a cost. Uh, so it can be quite expensive, meaning that most athletes cannot get a video analysis as often as they would benefit from it. But the good thing is that it is possible to learn to do video analysis yourself uh, or better yet with a partner. And how to do that is what we'll talk about today. And that means that you can do it more often and benefit from it with a tighter feedback loop and more iterations. It's not to say that you should never get another video analysis with a coach. I think you still should. But uh, but you can do that as and when your time and financial budget allows and uh, do, but still get the benefit of having frequent video analysis that you do on your own, even if it's not quite at the same expert level as an experienced coach. So let's discuss the equipment and tools that uh, you need. First, I should say that there are several different options here. Uh, It's not just one set of tools that work. But I'll first discuss what I use when doing video analysis. And uh, this is both when doing it for other athletes and when doing it for myself. So first of all, I use a GoPro, and my particular model is a GoPro Hero 7. It's uh, a great uh, camera, I can highly recommend it, but right now the newest generation of GoPros is up to GoPro Hero 9. And actually, I just looked at the website, and and it looks like they have a pretty awesome bundle uh, with the GoPro Hero 9 and a lot of additional tools 
on gopro.com for 380 euros or actually cheaper in us dollars so 350 us dollars if you're in the us so that's worth checking out it looked looked like a really good bundle and <laughs> and i must say i was quite tempted by it uh, but i'm happy with my my seven so not going to go for it then next you want to have an extension pole and the one i use is a manfrotto compact extreme which goes up to 135 centimeters long at its longest and it's very flexible and uh, and strong and just perfect for gopros i i think it's a great tool and it's uh, compared to most competitors in the same product range it's quite cheap as well it's around 30 euros on amazon uh, gopro have their own branded alternative which uh, is called el grande but that one is almost twice the price and i think it's also slightly shorter but it should be long enough for swim video analysis however i do think that the extra length for the manfrotto uh, extension pole is a benefit so that's what the one i would go for then if you if you're not going to do video analysis with a partner or to give you the option to do video analysis even if it's just you uh, you can get a gopro suction cup which is a tool that uh, you attach your gopro to and then as the name implies you can get it to sort of do a vacuum sucking and and attach it that way to to things like the the tiles in the swimming pool and of course you can do it underneath the water surface but you can also do it uh, above the water surface uh, because typically uh, the swimming pools have some sort of of tiled uh, walls uh, so so it works great i've used it for both in water and above the water swimming in the pool when swimming myself uh, filming myself without a partner uh, it might be possible to find non-branded options on amazon or the like i'm not sure i'm not not aware of any other products but the suction cup from gopro works really well and it costs 50 euros then for the video analysis itself now you can of course just uh, pure and simple watch the videos directly on your gopro display or on a phone app synced to your camera but uh, a much more preferred option in my opinion is to watch them on a slightly bigger screen so watching them on your computer and the videos that you get from your GoPro are stored in an MP4 format, so you can watch them with whatever is your computer's standard video viewing software like Windows Media Player or QuickTime if you're on a Mac. But there are also some more powerful video analysis options that have features that can be really useful for swim video analysis or just general technical uh, sports performance analysis and two good options that are free uh, that i want to mention are kinovia for windows and objectives video for mac uh, so you can check these out some useful features that software such as these have include uh, the ability to do side by side comparative viewing of two different films where you can synchronize the videos or you can overlay them and so on of course all the standard zooming slow motion annotations of different kinds drawing lines arrows and so on measurements of distances uh, times and angles and much much more so so these are great i'm on a windows i use kinovia but uh, objectives video is as far as i can tell uh, a really great option for mac as well and former guest of the show paul newsom who is on a mac uh, i think recommends objectives video uh, if i remember correctly 
Uh, there are, of course, other premium software that offer these similar features and are maybe even better because they're premium. Uh, I must say I haven't personally used any of them, but Dartfish is one that is very well known and respected. And I have actually seen uh, swim video analysis that is made in Dartfish software and it, yeah, it looks really cool and neat. So you can check that out as well if you're really into it and, and want to see what the, the premium options are as well. Now, moving on to the process of actually shooting the videos and getting footage, uh, the first and best option by, by some margin, I should say, is to do it with a partner. And uh, there you will have your partner film you, so have your GoPro attached to the extension pole like the Manfrotto. And you will, the aim is to get four views from this video analysis session. So you will get a side view, where it, which is taken above the water. You'll get a frontal view, which is taken first above the water, but then mostly underneath the water. So with you swimming towards the camera is what I mean by frontal view. And then you'll have another side view that is underneath the water. And then you will have a view from above, so a bird's eye view, uh, so where the camera is directly above you and looking down at you. The simple way to do this is to simply uh, you swim a, a 100 meter or one, 100 yard and each 25 meter or yards is one of these angles. So your friend is filming you and uh, you will stay on the right side of, uh, of the lane. So you will be and, and this will be, of course, be a lane that is uh, adjacent to the deck so the friend can walk next to you. Or at most, it will be lane number two if lane number one is the one that is uh, that is next to the deck. Or So lane number two or lane number seven if in an eight-lane pool might be options. But, but ideally, it would be lane number one or lane number eight. Again, assuming that we are talking about an eight-lane pool. Um, but basically, you're, you will start, you'll always swim in a in an anti-clockwise direction, just like you do when you're swimming in a squad or swimming generally with other people around. So right-hand traffic, at least this is the way we do it in Europe. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if there are other ways of doing it, perhaps. But uh, but with this example, uh, you will... Uh, let's assume that you the first 25 you are farther away from your friend on the deck and then the second 25 you are closer and then the, the third one you're again farther away and the fourth one you're closer then the order in which your friend will film you is to for the first one when you're farther away do a side view where your friend follows you so walks next to you at your same speed holding the gopro at slightly above water level and uh, just uh, just filming you and getting that side view from above the water then as you do your flip turn and you come back and then you come back closer to the well close close to the the side of the pool where your friend is walking they will first catch a little bit of video from in front of you so holding the camera actually in front of your face essentially walking a few meters ahead of you maybe two meters ahead of you and getting that above water footage but then sticking it down into the water and getting that frontal view walking with the extension pole and the camera there in front of your face and, and keeping that sort of two meter one to two meter distance and getting that frontal view all the way just like before they got the side view all the way then you will turn around again and uh, and you will be farther away and that is where you will catch or your friend will catch the second side view which is going to be the underwater side view so again your friend will walk next to you at the pace that you're swimming and just keep the camera 
beneath the water uh, let's say 30 centimeters or so and keep it at sort of the directly directed towards the the center point of your of your body and the gopro has a nice wide angle lens so so it will catch you pretty easily if they uh, if they do that and uh, and then finally as you're coming back again your friend will uh, take out the camera of the water and uh, again of course they are carrying the manfrotto pole and they will hold it right above you with maybe at a height of maybe um, let's say shoulder height for them um, more or less so they will catch yeah, all of you including uh, legs feet and arms including hand entry get all of that in one view and and just walk again at the same pace that you're swimming and catch that bird's eye view so so that's that's the process uh, with uh, the partner and the extension pole Option two, if you're on your own, then you can use the suction cup and uh, then you will have to skip the bird's eye view, but you can get all the other three views. So you can get the side views from above and underneath the water and you can get the frontal view from underneath the water primarily. It's the most important one. Basically, what I recommend then is to do a 100 meter or yard repetition at each view to get enough footage at each angle. The frontal views and the side view underneath the water are simple. You just put the uh, the suction cup with the GoPro uh, on the wall underneath the water, either at the middle of the pool on the side or at the end of the pool, uh, at the end of the yeah, at the end of, of the lap of the length of the pool. And just remember when you do your flip turn to not just push, crush your GoPro underneath your feet as you push off. So do, do that slightly to the side, but you can have the GoPro at the middle of the pool. And so, so that's how you set it up. And, and it will catch you when you obviously in the middle of the pool, when you pass by, it will get a few strokes of the side view. And as you get closer to the end of the pool where you have the GoPro set up, it will get that frontal view. And also it will get you as you're swimming away. Uh, so, so do 100 of each of those to get enough footage because as I said, you're only getting a few strokes rather than having a partner who follows you for the entire length. Uh, then for the side view above the water, that is a bit more tricky. You need to set it up correctly but at the right height and so on and depending on the pool it can be a bit more difficult to set up but uh, be creative and you'll figure something out out if uh, the uh, the wall of the pool is close enough to the actual pool then it's usually not an issue just attach it to the wall but if it's a bigger pool with maybe some a, a wider deck it can be a bit more tricky uh, but uh, but yeah that's the the second option to do a 100 with each of these three views side view above the water side view underneath the water and frontal view and just again to remember to don't uh, kick your gopro or crush it when you're pushing off after you've taken these initial videos if you have a even remotely newer gopro then you can watch them directly on that gopro display and uh, maybe you'll see some things that you want to try and correct right away. Then my advice is to simply do that. And while doing those corrections or attempts at corrections, get that same footage again. So you can compare this to your initial video and see how it compares. Try to swim at the same effort that you did before. 
and and if you can also see if there's a change in the time splits that you're doing uh, this can often be quite hard because to get changes that are so significant that you'll be able to capture them without another person timing you is not necessarily that easy depends on like if of course if you have a b- really big flaw in your stroke and you do a really good correction then that can happen but uh, quite often things are more nuanced and you don't really see that but regardless it's worth trying to see if you f- see any obvious changes in the in the splits uh, but either way uh, if you're trying some tweaks to your technique based on that initial footage uh, i think that it's a good thing usually to slightly exaggerate what you're doing with those tweaks for example if you see that you are crossing over the center line of your body with your stroke in those initial films then when trying to correct that really exaggerate going wider with your stroke than you think you should be going because then you're more likely to actually do it right because we just have uh, a poor perception of what we're doing in the water and that means that you're also more likely to see an actual noticeable change in the videos and, and get things right some other general tips and pointers regarding taking videos first of all as I said, I think it's much better to do this with a partner and have them follow you all the way around. So try to pair up with another athlete interested in getting videoed and even on a regular basis. Then you can both get invested in learning how to take good videos of each other. And uh, although I do mention that suction cup as a good solo option, it just isn't the same as getting the full video from somebody on the deck with a GoPro and an extension pole. So keep that in mind. Try to pair up with some with a buddy. Second, you may need to select the pool uh, that you go to and the time that you go to the pool carefully, depending on the rules of the pool. Some pools are very strict with videos, so you might not be allowed to get videos at your regular pool. Uh, But it's worth it for these one-off occasions to find another pool where you can do it, even if you have to drive a bit and go a bit further and spend some more time doing it. You should, regardless, try to go at a time with a minimum, minimum amount of other people anyway because that will give you the best opportunity to get optimal undistracted footage. Third, make sure that you charge the GoPro and have a memory card inserted before leaving for the video analysis session. This is a a well-duh kind of advice, but I failed on one or the other more than once, so I don't want you to repeat my mistakes here. And finally, before you do the actual filming, make sure you do some warm-up. Five to ten minutes of easy swimming is enough to get your feel for the water and settle into your normal stroke. But don't go right into the filming without any warm-up. Now, the next step step is to analyze the videos. And when looking at the videos post-session, it helps a lot to have a checklist of things to look for on the technique side of things. And uh, I will provide you with a simple but effective checklist here that includes the following. One, uh, look what, at what happens when you're taking a breath and uh, where, how your head position is when you're taking a breath and the possible chain reaction of events when you're taking a breath. Two, look at how you're exhaling into the water and more specifically, if you are exhaling into the water, which you should. Three, look at your head position generally, so when not taking a breath. Four, look at your body position Five, look at your alignment. So making sure that you're not uh, crossing over the center line with your stroke, but also that you're not uh, doing your stroke way too wide. Also making sure that your legs are aligned and uh, not uh, doing a scissor kicking thing and just making sure that your body is nice and tight. And five, uh, sorry, six, look at your catch. So the first initial phase of your stroke, are you pushing down on the water a lot before you actually grab some water and start pushing backwards or how does your catch look that is a really important phase and one that is a very 
quite difficult to get right and most people don't don't do it very well so so that's a key part uh, part to look at seven look at the pull through so the rest of your stroke uh, what it, what it's like in terms of depth uh, the angle between like your elbow angle and how far back you're pushing uh, also whether you're accelerating your hand through the water or if you're slowing down and what happens during your, the pull through of your stroke eight look at your kick uh, so first of all make sure that the kick isn't slowing you down by acting as an anchor for you uh, but uh, then second of all see if it looks like it's uh, re- even remotely effective or or if you just need to kind of hide the kick and minimize the damage that it's doing and uh, nine consider your the tautness of your body so that you have a nice firm and engaged structure and tension for your muscles uh, so tension but not being tense uh, that's uh, an important difference we talked before about uh, comparing like you can't fire a, uh, a cannon from a canoe and yeah you you can't be a rickety canoe you need to be a more stable vessel uh, to be able to generate the power to en- enable you to swim fast. And finally, number 10, look at your rotation. Now, when you look through the videos, uh, think about one of these aspects at a time and whether you have room for improvement for that particular aspect. And then assess how important and how impactful that change could be for you. Also consider how difficult it might be to make that change. Difficulty shouldn't be a reason for you not to make a particular change, but if you have two equally potentially impactful improvements you can make to your technique but one is a lot more difficult to get right or might take a lot longer to get right than the other then as a first priority you could start by trying to implement a change that is uh, impactful but is easy to implement rather than very difficult to implement and uh, credit where credit's due this is something that i learned when one of my athletes uh, went to do a swim video analysis with coach björn houtmann in uh, frankfurt from swim swim academy frankfurt uh, he uses this sort of impact and difficulty matrix and i really like that process for doing video analysis so so i have started to use that myself and i want to give a shout out to him Uh, the goal of the analysis should then be to get one or two specific items that you can work on improving so if there are several other clear and obvious items that you could improve so let's say you have you find five or six things that could all be improved then write those other ones that are not your top two down in your notes but leave them in a category as a potential development areas for the future and revisit them later focus just on the top two for now and uh, because basically if you're trying to focus on more than that chances are that you're not going you're, you're not going to improve any of them as efficiently and as much as you could if you're just focusing on one or two and limiting your attention to to the most important ones then in addition to simply looking at the video that you just took in and assessing the impact and difficulty of certain technical improvements that you might make uh, if this is not your first video analysis then do also compare your current video analysis Uh, in particular do it side by side if using uh, kineova or something like that with your previous swim videos and see uh, if and how things have changed since your last video analysis and try to also uh, determine if you have managed to implement the changes that you decided to work on after your previous analysis so for this reason be sure to always log your swim analysis sessions properly and and log what are your decisions are regarding which things to work on so then you can easily confirm what you actually said you were going to work on last time and and see whether whether you have been able to do that 
Now, I have talked about my preferred option for taking the videos with uh, with an extension pole and a GoPro, but there are some alternative options that you might be interested in hearing about, which are based on not having a GoPro, but having a phone. So first of all, there are waterproof cases, for example, LifeProof on LifeProof.com for iPhone or Samsung Galaxy phones are really good and well known. They vary a bit in price, but I think on average they they are around 50 euros. And uh, just make sure that you get one that is appropriate for your phone model. Then, of course, there are waterproof phones. A lot of the flagship models from brands like Apple and Samsung are now waterproof with an IP67 or IP68 rating. Uh, Basically, what that means is an IP67 rating means that uh, it is uh, that your phone is resistant to submersion in water but only to a depth of one meter and for 30 minutes an ip68 rating means that your phone is resistant to submersion in water of at least one meter in depth and up to 30 minutes and then there's an additional depth for beyond that one meter and and a potential additional length of time specified by the manufacturer so they might say that it's resistant up to three meters for for 90 minutes or something like that for video analysis in a pool ip67 is enough because you won't be submerging your phone deep in the water and the periods of submersion will be quite short so check your phone specs maybe you actually have a waterproof phone to one of these ratings or if you are currently looking for a phone anyway then maybe consider having these criteria these as criteria to include when making your decision on which phone to get If you do have a waterproof phone or you get a waterproof case for your phone, then you can simply follow the process that I outlined above with the GoPro and the extension pole and a partner. You just need to get an extension pole that works for your phone and and of course a partner to film you. Alternatively, maybe you could find something similar to a suction cup that would hold your phone rather than holding a GoPro, but uh, I'm not aware of any specific products like this, so you would have have to search for that. If you currently don't have uh, either a waterproof case nor a waterproof phone, but you still want to get started with video analysis right away, then you can still do some light version of video analysis with your phone. I would still say get an extension pole and get a partner to film you because then you can get that partner walking side by side and doing the above the water side view and doing the bird's eye view from above with the extension pole. And that would be really helpful. You can also get the frontal view from above the water. But for all of these, and you would need that extension pole and a partner to, to make it really, really good. And uh, the final point here on using phones, regardless of whether you are filming uh, just above the water or you are also doing underwater filming, either with a, with a case or with a waterproof phone, you can use, of course, your normal camera. But you can also use apps like Cochisai, Dartfish Mobile or Huddle uh, to do to enable doing some r- really nice analysis and annotation right on your phone or tablet. These apps generally have a cost, but also they often offer a free trial. For example, Cochisai costs ten US dollars per month, and Dartfish Mobile co- costs five US dollars per month. And apps like these are great for being able to do some on-deck analysis. So I think in particular for coaches doing video analysis with with their athletes, they are well worth investing in. But maybe for an individual athlete, I think that the general workflow should still be to upload the files to your computer and look at them there on a bigger screen. And there you can use whichever software you want that has some more advanced analysis features. Or you could even cast the video from phone to the TV just for getting that bigger screen to look at. 
so so i'm not sure that athletes actually need to film the videos with these F apps but uh, but again it's maybe worth looking into since you can get a free trial and, and try it out now a commonly asked question is how often you should be doing video analysis and uh, as with many questions the answer is it, it depends I think personally that if you're more on the beginner side of the spectrum and you have lots of potential uh, improvement areas in your technique, but also you can potentially quite rapidly see and implement changes, then you could do video analysis once per month or even more, and, and that would be beneficial. If you are quite advanced and changes you make will be more minor or nuanced and may take longer to implement as well, then perhaps once every two months would be enough just to give you some ballpark estimate. But there really is no one single answer here. If you have identified technique as being a limiter, I mean, you could potentially film yourself at the beginning of every single week and work really hard on correcting one main flaw during the week and then next week film again, assess whether you managed to correct it and then possibly pick the next item to tick off the list. One thing that I want to mention is that uh, it might be possible for you to get the best of both worlds by consulting with a knowledgeable coach for the analysis part of, uh, of the swim video analysis. So basically, I mentioned it can be quite expensive to go and have a video analysis where a coach films you and then they sit down and do the analysis with you. But uh, if you do the, all the filming on your own, especially if you get really good videos like with a partner, GoPro and extension pole, and you send it to somebody who offers that as a service, like a consultation service, to, to just look at the videos and analyze them, then first of all, the time demands on that uh, service provider is, of course, less than if they also do the filming with you and, and all of that. And, and another reason that you might benefit from this is that once you get used to taking videos and get used to the process of, of, of shooting footage, you'll find that you can pretty easily actually get to a level of taking videos pretty much of as good quality as very experienced coaches because it really isn't that difficult. Uh, but the more difficult part is the analysis. And this is where expert help might be needed. And I'm not saying that you need to do that every single time, but let's say if you are somebody who will do video analysis once per month even, and uh, and you then you might say that, okay, but every, every four months I'm going to to send my video into an expert and uh, to, to an experienced coach and ask them to help and to consult with me and see where they think I can improve the most and, and what they think. So that's an option to maybe get the best of both worlds with like slightly cheaper prices compared to doing a full video analysis session with a coach, but, but still getting a lot of their expertise that you might not have to the same level. Uh, so in summary, what we talked about today, we talked first about why it's important to do swim video analysis. And the reason is that it is so important to find your individual technical limiters, and they might be impossible to identify otherwise. They certainly are easier to identify when actually getting footage and, and importantly, getting some underwater footage as well. In terms of equipment and tools, we talked about my recommended setup and how that is to use a GoPro with an extension pole like the Manfrotto Compact Extreme and then having a partner to work with and uh, to, to do the filming for you and using a video analysis software like Kinovia. And in terms of shooting the videos, the four angles that you want to capture, uh, you can get them in a 100 meter lap, so 25 meters for each angle. They would be side view above the water, frontal view from first above but then underneath the water and then a side view from underneath the water and then finally a bird's eye view so from looking at you from above from straight above not not a side view and in terms of analyzing the videos 
Go through a checklist of items that I talked about earlier, from breathing and head position through catch and pull through to kick and rotation and others. For each of these items, uh, determine where you have opportunities to improve and what the potential impact and difficulty is for each item. Pick the one or two items that based on impact and difficulty give you the best probability of improving the most and get to work on those one or two items. And then repeat that process again. Maybe you do it after a few weeks, after one month, after two months. But uh, that is the process. Athletes with more things to improve technically, like at a slightly more beginner level, they might benefit from filming more often, maybe once per month. And, uh, and athletes that are more advanced and have less obvious flaws, they might film a bit less frequently, maybe once every two months. Finally, learning how to film well isn't really difficult at all. The analysis part is more challenging, so something to consider every once in a while is to get your own videos, but then consult with a coach to have them help you with the analysis part. And that's it for today's TTS Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you if you are going to uh, to implement some swim video analysis. It would be cool if this episode inspired you to go out and decide to give it a go and if you have any questions about it send them in and i'll answer them in next week's tts first day if you are looking for coaching services or training plans then i recommend that you go to scientifictriathlon.com and check out what we have to offer there our goal is to provide the best coaching services and training plans possible to athletes but to cater to athletes of all different levels from beginner to to professional and uh, and also of different budgets so you have all of the different options from full-on individual coaching to ready-made training plans there uh, so you can find something that works for you next monday on the podcast we have an interview with coach blair cartmel who is best known as the coach of george goodwin so stay tuned for that and then of course another tts thursday coming up in a week thank you to our sponsors senate that you can find on senateswimtrainer.com use the senate swim trainer to improve your technique power and stamina even when you don't have time to go to the pool and pools are closed and get 20 percent off your order on the swim trainer with the promo code that you can get on senateswimtrainer.com forward slash tts and thank you to roca that you can find on roca.com Check out their wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses, and get 20% off your order on roca.com forward slash TTS. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart, and keep loving triathlon.